good day. I'd like to thank everybody here for joining me and joining us here at Worship Without Walls. I thank you for everything that you've offered as far as prayers and healing over the last few weeks as my family and I struggled during COVID. I'd like to also thank each and every one of you who faithfully tune in weekly and support this ministry. As you can see, for the first time, which I was hoping to have happen a little bit sooner, we are coming to you from our new structure, new backdrop behind me, and hopefully a bright future moving forward. Now as we open this morning on this blessed Sunday, on this first Sunday of Lent, let us pray. Artist of souls, you sculpted a people for yourself out of the rocks of wilderness and fasting. Help us as we take up your invitation to prayer and simplicity that the discipline of these 40 days may sharpen our hunger for the feast of your holy friendship and wet our thirst for the living water you offer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first hymn for worship is the Spirit Song. Come and fill your life. 
Turn now into our hymnal for our affirmation of faith. We believe in Jesus Christ the Lord, who was promised to the people of Israel, who came in the flesh to dwell among us, who announced the coming of the rule of God, who gathered disciples and taught them, who died on the cross to free us from sin, who rose from the dead to give us life and hope, who reigns in heaven at the right hand of God, who comes to judge and bring justice to victory. We believe in God, his Father, who raised him from the dead, who created and sustains the universe, who acts to deliver his people in times of need, who desires all men everywhere to be saved, who rules over the destinies of men and nations, who continues to love men even when they reject him. We believe in the Holy Spirit, who is the form of God present in the church, who moves men to faith and obedience, who is the guarantee of our deliverance, who leads us to find God's will in the word, who assists those whom he renews in prayer, who guides us in discernment, who impels us to act together, we believe that God has made us his people to invite others to follow Christ, to encourage one another to deeper commitment, to proclaim forgiveness of sins and hope, to reconcile men to God through word and deed, to bear witness to the power of love over hate, to proclaim Jesus the Lord over all, to meet the daily tasks of life with purpose, to suffer joyfully for the cause of right, to the ends of the earth, to the end of the age, to the praise of his glory. Amen. And amen. And as I turn now, number 381 in our red hymnal. Entitled Christ's Priesthood. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. 
For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need, because he continues forever. He has unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the utmost those who come to God through him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. He does not need daily. And those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins, and then for the peoples. For this he did once for all, when he offered up himself. And every priest stands, ministering daily, and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Amen. Amen. Our next song for worship is Be Thou My Vision. Yeah. 
great Father, I thy true Son, thou in me dwelling, and I with thee one. Be thou my battle shield, sword for the fight, be thou my dignity, thou my delight, thou my soul shelter, thou my high tower, raise thou me heavenward, O power of my power. Riches I heed not, no man's empty praise. Thou mine inheritance now and always. Thou and thou only first in my heart. High King of heaven, my treasure thou art. High King of heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, a bright heaven sun. Part of my own heart, whatever befall, still be my vision, O ruler of all. Amen and Amen. I turn now into our hymnal once more, our blue hymnal, entitled Christ's Temptation. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, 
and angels came and attended him. Amen. Amen. Now let us pray. Beloved friends, in this season of repentance and healing, we accept God's invitation to be ever mindful of the needs of others, offering our prayers on behalf of God's community in the church and in the world. My dear Heavenly Fathers, we come to you today. I first, <coughs> even more so recently, want to extend my thanks to you for watching over not only myself and my family, as well as other loved ones who have battled through COVID in the most recent weeks. Lord, I've also like to come to you and ask that you continue to watch over the men and women on the front lines day in and day out, those administering vaccines, those treating patients that are sick, those working in the stores and the grocery markets, and anyone else who has been out there day in and day out. Lord, continue to watch over them and protect their families. Lord, I ask that you continue to also send your healing grace down upon all those that are sick and those that are suffering, those that continue to battle this disease, this sickness, this virus. Lord, as I come to you today also, I ask that you give the strength and the patience to all of us around this nation and this world, those that are getting, as they put it, COVID fatigue. Lord, I ask that you give them the strength and the guidance and the wisdom to know the proper ways and to actually uphold the proper ways of wearing a mask, to not fight with workers and employees of stores and buildings because they need to wear a mask to come inside. Lord, let us be peaceful to one another and let us look to each other in love and in grace instead of hate and in violence and fighting. Lord, we know more than ever now that this nation and this world needs you to come. It needs you to help your disciples remind everyone of the love that your son Jesus Christ is the symbol of and what Lent and what this season truly means for all of us. Fill us with your strength to resist the seductions of our foolish desires and the tempter's vain delights, that we may walk in obedience and righteousness, rejoicing in you with an upright heart, now and always. Amen and amen. I turn now into our red hymnal once more to number 50, God highly exalted him. If therefore there is, <coughs> sorry, there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and compassion make my joy complete by being of the same mind maintaining the same love united in spirit intent on one purpose 
do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you keep us in your kingdom and remind us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now let us pray. Righteous God, we mark these early days in the Lenten journey with reminders of your covenant with your people. In your judgment, you sent upon creation the great flood, yet you saved a faithful remnant. You followed with a covenant not to use the flood again. As we prepare to offer our gifts to you, we are reminded that we have been spared from judgment by the one your Son, our Savior, who took on our guilt and bore our judgment. May gratitude for his sacrifice move us to offer not only money, but our whole being in Christ, we pray. Amen. And amen. Our scripture for today comes from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 9 through 15. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart, and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts. 
And the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Here ends today's scripture. And this brings me to today's sermon, Correcting Mistakes. Now how many of us can admit when we make mistakes? Did you know that one of the biggest ways to humble oneself is to admit when you have made a mistake. Far too often we allow pride and ego to take over and we forget that no one is perfect, that we all make mistakes from time to time. In fact, one of the best things I read regarding a church was this. It's that you don't go to a hospital when you're healthy. No, in fact, you go to a hospital when you are in need of medical attention or when you are sick. You visit your doctors most oftenly when you are sick. So why is it that we continue to think that we can only go to church when we feel that we're perfect? That everyone who steps foot within the church walls or joins online here at Worship Without Walls has to be perfect to attend. You see, church is not just for the perfect. In fact, I would argue that church is not for the perfect and means none of us are perfect. That means church is for everyone. Church is for the sinner, for the struggling single parent, for the product of divorce, those who feel lost, scared, anxious, fearful, those who battle addiction, those who struggle with the need and the feeling to embrace and watch pornography sexual misconduct, those that battle and struggle with how they treat others, and so much more. You see, today as we start Lent, on this first Sunday of Lent, I want to focus on one particular part from our gospel message this morning or today. You see, it is not the passage of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness, although that is a great part and that we will address a little bit later on. But as the last passage of scripture from today's gospel, that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe in the good news. 
Now, as I prepared for today, and I prepared for sermon for today, I had read another pastor, Pastor Edstrom, and he had wrote, <coughs> sorry, a little bit of a meaning for repent. And I'd like to share that with all of you today. And he separated it by letter. So first, let's start with R. R stands for recognize. We must recognize that we made a mistake and we're hurtful. We committed a sin. We're suffering. We have to admit to ourselves when we're anxious, when we're fearful, when we're depressed. We have to own those flaws. E stands for end. We must be willing to put an end to our bad behavior. Not only do we recognize it, but then we make an oath in God and with Christ to faithfully try each and every day to put an end to that bad behavior, put an end to that watching of the pornography, put an end to the fears that we have in this world, put an end to the mistrust we have in people, put an end to the prejudgment and the segregation and the racism that we have towards others in this world, put an end to our selfishness, to our ego, to ultimately feeding ourselves instead of others, put an end to all of that. P stands for pray or prayer. It helps to pray about the situation and to ask for God's help. But in the meantime, while we are asking for God's help, also remember to be thankful as well. E, earnest. We must be earnest in wanting to be forgiven for what we have done. And we have to really mean it. And there's a difference between just saying it, going through the motions, as if we were reading the same affirmation of faith like we do each Sunday. There's a difference between just reciting some words and meaning it when you recite those words. Same difference of saying the same prayer at night with your child, with your loved one, and meaning those words that you say as you pray to the Lord in teaching good behavior and promising behavior for hope over behavior for evil, behavior for darkness. N stands for now. Now is the time to ask for forgiveness from God and from the person who has been hurt. A loved one, a spouse, yourself even. You see, Maybe it's time that we forgive whoever it is so that we can let ourselves heal. Because holding on to that anguish, that pain, that hurt, that anger only hurts ourselves. It doesn't hurt the person who hurt us. Remember that. And remember that the time is now to do so. So that you can be born again and live again. It's okay to tell your heart to beat again. And the final letter is T. Standing for thanks. 
Give thanks to God that we have an opportunity to change our lives for the better. You see, it is through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with us forever, that we were forgiven of our sins and that we are able to, as long as we repent, as long as we own what we have done wrong, that we are able to be born again in Christ Jesus through the Lord our God. You need to know that it's never too late to start over. In fact, Lent is the perfect time for you to not only learn discipline, to learn good behaviors, but to let go of something. For many during Lent, they choose to fast, which grows discipline as far as what they eat, hunger inside, the temptations. Don't allow the evils of such things like pornography, sexual lust, forbidden desires, hate, evil, racism, prejudgmental stigmas on someone else. Don't let these things and so much more take over your mentality, your being. No. Instead, realize that it's never too late to start over in light and love with Christ. And during Lent, in fact, right now, today, don't wait. Sit there. Pray to the Lord your God and let them know that you are sinful, that you're broken, but you would like to be healed in the grace and love and the mercy that our Lord has to give. Because Lent, through these 40 days, is the time to journey with the Lord. Journey through the temptation of the evil one. Journey through the temptation of Satan himself. Journey through the temptations of lust, pornography, of addiction and fight back and take your life back to be born again and made new because the Lord dies for us to forgive us of our sins to make us yoked with God once again and I sit here today and I wonder and I ask this question what is it that you struggle with that you are burdened by sin, that the evil one has control over you, that it's time to say more now than ever, enough is enough and I'm going to give it up. I'm going to battle that temptation of the evil one and I'm going to move forward from that. That I'm going to lay down this sin, this evil. I'm going to take up the righteousness and the love. I'm going to be washed in the spirit and I'm going to add something positive to my life even something as simple as praying and having a conversation each and every day with the Lord your God maybe for some of you you're someone who has not picked up your Bible in months years, decades it's never too late to pick up the book, dust it off, open it up, and start reading again. Maybe you don't know where to start. And I can tell you right now here today, a perfect place to start could simply be downloading the Bible app to your phone and joining, signing in, finding a plan, and starting with a small five-day plan. 
If you're one who doesn't like to read, they have plans that read to you. All you have to do is go to a nice, quiet place and listen and be one with the spirit as it is being read to you. Not only will it give you, hopefully, upbeat for what you're dealing with, if you're trying to lay down your anxieties, then find a plan that deals with anxiety. If you're trying to lay down your fears, then find a plan that deals with, deals with fears. If you're struggling with relationships, then find something that helps you with relationships. You see, Jesus teaches us to repent and believe in the good news of God's love for all of us. So why would we choose anything different right now more than ever? Why would we continue to not move forward, to not repent, and to not join Christ in the journey of temptation and fighting those temptations and coming out on the other side of Lent anew, healed, our sins forgiven, and a product and disciple of God. For you see, it's not just about religion. It's about that relationship that you have with Christ and that you have with God our Father, being blessed and strengthened by the Holy Spirit because our God is three in one. It is through that three in one that we have the prophecy fulfilled that Christ sits at the right hand of God the Father and the Holy Spirit embraces us and gives us the strength and courage to stand here each and every day as parents, as loved ones, as children, but ultimately as children of God. You see, it doesn't matter if you feel broken, if you feel lost. The point is, we are here for you. The church is here for you. The Lord and Savior is here for you. He is the only one I know that does not sit there and call you by your sin, does not sit you and call you by your flaw or your injury, depression, addiction, whatever it is. He doesn't call you by those. He calls you by name. He calls you son of God, daughter of God. And he calls you to come home. And as we sit here during Lent, let us all continue to realize that it's never too late to come home. It's never too late to grow your relationship with Christ and with God the Father once again. Because ultimately, it is never too late for us to correct our mistakes. It is never too late to repent. It is never too late for us to open our eyes and realize our mistakes. It's never too late to start new. In fact, right now, while you're sitting there hearing this and thinking about all of the different mistakes that I have said, all of the different sins possibly that we could make, and there is so much more that I've even, than what I've even said, you're probably thinking to yourself, but I've been addicted to pills for so long, or alcohol, or pornography. I'm not the product of what 
religion tells me I should be. Well, I'm here to tell you that the relationship with Christ tells you that you are loved more than you could ever know. You were called by name and you are ultimately a child of God. Let the love and light of Christ embrace you during this season of Lent and grow anew in you. Let you be changed by the Spirit and let you see the changes that are being made and understand that it's okay to be a Christian. It's okay to say that you are a follower of a Christ, that you are in a relationship with Christ over all. And it's okay to love your neighbor as yourself and to love God. And if anyone tells you otherwise, then they have not embraced it yet themselves. Plant the seed of hope, plant that seed of light Remind them that it's never too late for them to correct their mistakes as well and to sit there in Christ's love, in God's love, now and always. Now, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this season of Lent, for this season of challenging us to lay down our sins, to take up our cross, to walk side by side and to realize that we are children of God. We are your sons and daughters. And ultimately, we are disciples called to call others to Christ and your love. Help us to do so and give us the strength and courage that it takes to sit there and call others to do your will, to spread your word and your light and your love throughout this world now and forever. Help us to realize that it's okay to tell others that it's never too late for them to correct their mistakes to repent, and to forgive. Because ultimately, if we are truly your children, then we live our lives out of love. We lay down those hurtful words towards others. We lay down that gossip. And we sit there and we take up the love in the conversation and the light that a conversation deserves. We no longer talk ill. But instead, we sit there and talk of the positives that someone has. Moving forward, through the love and light of your Son, Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen and amen. Our final song for worship today is because he lives. And although this song may come up later on during Lent, I felt it was a great song and a reminder to start off our first Sunday of Lent as we go through these 40 days together. Please join me if you know the lyrics. God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love 
Then died to buy my pardon An empty grave Is there to prove my Savior lives Because he Fear is 
salvation your bow in the clouds proclaims your covenant with every living creature teach us your paths and lead us in your truth that by your Holy Spirit we may remember our baptismal vows and be keepers of your trust with earth and its inhabitants amen and now may the Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further then checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.